What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Stoller, your host of the Richer Geek Podcast. As many of you know, I have owned or managed over 1,500 doors from single-family homes, multifamily, and hotels. I've received so many questions about how I transitioned from multifamily to hotels. I've been featured on some of the our nation's largest podcasts. I've spoken at national conferences about hotel investing. How do you do it? What are the differences between multifamily and hotel investing? What about franchises? What did I learn during COVID? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to announce that I'll be having a hotel investor workshop on May 5th and 6th of 2023. If you're interested in hotel investing, please come join us. You can sign up on our website, therichergeek.com. Go to the bottom of the page and click on training. I'm hoping to see you all there. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Richer Geek. We have another tech geek uh, coming at us today. And the guy's name is Bill Nussie, and he's uh, been in tech for a long time and just decided, hey, you know, let's do something different. Let's better better himself. Uh, He's been he was a career tech CEO with multiple exits, which we all want, including an IPO. Uh, He worked at Greylock as a venture capitalist. And after selling his marketing tech company, Silver Pop to IBM. Very nice. He shifted roles to help lead IBM's global strategy for their CEOs and SVPs. He spent the last few years creating media ventures in climate tech, which is what we're going to get into. Uh, He started with TED Talk. Everyone knows that, uh, which grew into a number one ranked podcast on renewable energy. His new book, Freeing Energy, is a practical guide for disrupting and democratizing energy. So, Bill, how you doing? I'm doing great. Really excited to talk to you today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, so we love having other tech people here because, you know, a lot of our listeners are in the tech field and and they're just wondering, you know, so give us a little, I I touched on a little bit of the background. Uh, Talk about where you were, where you've been and what made you do the jump, you know, with, with all that stuff. Well, you know, I got started early in uh, the tech world. I was uh, 15 when I was running my first tech company in high school. And uh, and it's a great story because I, I I couldn't throw a ball from 10 feet and hit a wall. So I had to find something to do. And there was this super geeky, nerdy uh, loser thing to do called computers. And I fell in love with them and have been mm-hmm. typing on computers. So I was a, I started several companies. Uh, then there was that fateful day when the uh, programmers gathered me in the room. I was the CEO and they called a meeting and they sat around in a circle. They said, Bill, 
Uh, we don't want you to program anymore. And I was crushed. And they said, you're really not that good. And so uh, we wish you, we wish you would just go and spend all your time being the CEO of the company that we've joined. And so I like to say I got demoted to management and I've been stuck in that job ever since. And uh, had uh, I did some other uh, startups and had some nice exits. I went to business school, went, spent a couple of years at Greylock, which was fantastic. Learned the deep secrets of venture capital, which there are a lot of secrets. Uh, and uh, and then I, uh, I started, a, got involved with another company and uh, took it public, grew to 3,000 people, ran, you know, pressed the button in NASDAQ as the CEO, which is super cool. Uh, and then I uh, built a software company up that was marketing tech, digital marketing, one of the first digital marketing companies, one of the biggest, sold that to IBM. It became the IBM Marketing Cloud. And this is where it starts to get interesting. So do I want to work at a giant company like IBM? And uh, I, I was pretty excited about it just because I'm on fire when I'm learning things. Mm. That's what I, I've discovered about myself. When I'm learning new things, I'm meeting people that have different perspectives. I'm pretty happy. And I thought, well, I'm going to learn a lot working in a big company. And the people at the top of IBM uh, were sharp or motivated. Uh, you know, I think collectively, the output of what IBM does is a lot less than it could and should be. But the individuals there are, are, are really great. And I had the strategy job and looking at all the things that IBM could do with their billions and billions, tens of billions of dollars of resources. And, uh, and, and along the way, accidentally, I discovered uh, this whole clean energy thing. Mm -hmm. And while IBM didn't end up going hard after that space. In fact, uh, they spun out a lot of their assets and ended up making a ton of money. A company got acquired shortly thereafter. Uh, the clean energy appealed all my all the stuff I loved about tech, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, at first, it looks like it's like I got to build things. It takes forever. Solar panels are you know it's regulated. It's political. Mm -hmm. But as I dug into it, and that's really what the caused me to write a book is there's there's angles on how to get into this energy industry that are they're not not everyone knows them, but they're real. They're huge, uh, and the the book called free energy which i finally came out with last late last year is dedicated and uh, you know that inter that first page there were some they thanked her family and everything for <laughs> you know helping in my book it's like to the 10,000 people the the tech entrepreneurs who are not currently in clean energy that are going to join and they're going to save the planet uh, and uh, the book's not at all about climate tech, not about climate change. That's important, but that's not what it's about. It's about how people that have been tech entrepreneurs, how they can invest in, join, uh, or create companies in climate tech uh, that not only is one of the most lucrative careers, lucrative areas of investment going forward, and I have plenty of numbers I can tell you that blow your mind, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, it's you wake up every day sort of even if the day doesn't go well, maybe you don't close a deal or you know someone quits that you don't want to quit, but every day you know the future is getting better because of your work. And that's the first time in my career I've had that chance to just wake up every day and know that the world's a better place uh, because people, you know, thousands of others are working towards this goal. And it's just, it was a, it's a wonderful feeling. Now, you know, let's talk a little bit about you know, the climate tech in, in particular. Everyone's heard of you know, everyone knows Musk and Who? what, yeah, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Elon. Uh, and, you know, he has, he has these fancy computers on wheels and, you know, he kind of revolutionized that part. And you, you could say that there's a lot of tech in that. No one really knows about the other tech side of climate. Everyone thinks, okay, there's windmills, there's solar panels. What specifically is there? 
what is climate tech? I mean, is that just digging the, the, the ones and zeros in all of this? No, no, not at all. It's This is what's so cool. And some quick numbers. I'll give you two sets of numbers that'll blow your mind. Uh, if you look at all the large infrastructure investments we've ever made in, as humans, right? Most people correctly guess the, the, one of the largest is the U.S. highway system. Over 25, we spent over 25 years in current dollars. We spent about $500 billion. It's huge. Well, you talk about there's actually a larger investment that we've made over the last 25 years. You look at the last 25 years, basically from the beginning of 2000, just before 2000, mm -hmm. uh, we've in, we've invested across the world $1 trillion in venture capital investments. So mm -hmm. just a nice round number, almost exactly $1 trillion has gone into all venture investments from you know, the uh, uh, NCSA browser and Mosaic back in the early days mm -hmm. to you know the most the most current uh, companies that you're trillion dollars. That's a big number, 25 years. If you look at the most conservative estimate of what we're going to invest in clean energy in the next 25 years, the most conservative, the smallest, smallest number, $17 trillion. So this is at least an order of magnitude larger than all in venture investments ever made. Uh, and and now that the governments of the world are starting to realize with the war in the Ukraine and other things mm -hmm. that you know maybe this clean energy stuff is stuff we should really think about, mm -hmm. McKinsey is estimating that uh, we're going to be investing $9 trillion a year. Hmm. So almost 10 times per year, the investment of all venture investments in the history of venture. So the amount of money moving here is is just absolutely unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And and you, you know a lot of this is going to go to build those solar farms and the wind turbines. And, and so it doesn't have that kind of sexy, geeky returns. But a... The venture capital side of it, which is what I'm focused on and what the book's about, uh, is is enormous all by itself. So go back 10 years ago, uh, an all clean tech venture capital, which is stuff that by definitions, you know, sexy, hot growth, high growth, going to make somebody some money, put some help uh, your listeners, put some wealth, uh, increase their wealth. Mm -hmm. uh, 10 years ago, five billion dollars was invested in venture capital. Uh, venture capital put towards clean tech, climate tech. Um, Last year, $165 billion. Hmm. So 10 years, you've had a 30X, hmm. 33X. Uh, I don't think there's, and, and no one, no one's looking at these numbers and realizing the amount of venture money flowing into the clean tech space is just extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And so to your question, you know, how does somebody get involved with it? Uh, and, and in my book, Free energy. I talk about. I, I was trying to answer that question because everybody asks, like, how do I go build solar on my roof? What do I do? And so I created this. Uh, I call it the five orders. It's a simple framework that says, listen, if you're gonna, you're gonna read an article about a new battery, that's a first order mm -hmm. because you're making something. You got to have a factory. You know, it's regulated. It's complicated. Expensive. Other countries are sometimes better at it. Uh, then you get the second order, where you take existing stuff, uh, components, first order components, and you put them into a product like a. My favorite example is a Tesla car, mm -hmm. right? Back when Musk and team were creating the Tesla, which has changed the world, and they were thinking about designing it, there was not a single part that they used in that Tesla that every other automobile company didn't have. In other words, Ford, BMW, Mercedes, they could have bought any of the parts that Tesla had, any of them. Mm -hmm. And they just and and they didn't and they didn't assemble them 
to make the Tesla. So I love to tell people that when, which you, if you want to be successful in clean tech, you think you got to go invent a new battery or something sciency or install a solar panel. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is take the stuff off the shelf and put it together smarter than the next folks. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, well, gosh, the big companies are already doing that. Well, the entire car industry ignored all this stuff and Musk and team did took the parts off the shelf and put it together better than anyone had ever done. Car, car and driver said it was the best car ever made in human history. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what I call a second order. Mm-hmm. And the third order and fourth order get more and more interesting, more mm-hmm. more bits and less atoms. Uh, you start to have control systems and, and and marketplaces and all the cool stuff that we take for granted in other tech industries. Uh, and those are just coming along very quickly. And those are even faster growth, more wealth creation. Uh, these are companies that people can join. These are companies that people can invest in. Uh, as you get further up the it's past the, the second order and the third and fourth and fifth orders, then you get to these really cool high growth opportunities that don't have a lot of expensive assets, don't get heavily regulated, but yet they're going to be growing as a result of this $9 trillion a year being spent on clean energy. How much more do you think will be needed you know, to be spent? Because uh, when, when I look at we can spend hundreds of billions of dollars on the wind farms, but it only does X. Only powers X amount of houses or X amount of this. And, you know, I'm looking at just the amount of trillions of dollars that we would have to spend, even to counteract the large industrial countries that don't care. Um, I mean, do you see a point to where, It'll be worth it, you know, to where we can overcome what some of these other countries that are just polluting the earth. Uh, do you see at some point it'll flip? It'll be worth it down the road? Well, here's the funny thing, and I try to get this across in, in this yeah. book and in my podcast. Uh, if your motivation, if, the, if your frame of reference is how do we do these things that will clean up the earth? Mm-hmm. How are we going to find hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars mm-hmm. to go – save the planet or compete with China or all of the above, mm. um, you're asking the wrong question. Mm. It's a great question, by the way, but it's the wrong question. You have to answer how much money would people invest in something where they knew they would get a fantastic return mm-hmm. more predictably than almost anything else uh, they could do? And the answer is an unlimited amount of money. Mm. Uh, and so take real estate, for example. I mean, the numbers vary, but you know, across the world, we, we invest five, six, seven trillion dollars a year in real estate. Why, why, we, we, do we need more buildings? Maybe the population isn't growing nearly that fast. Uh, we're doing it because they're great investments. A new building that has the old building doesn't get used anymore. That guy goes bankrupt. Build a new building. It's shiny, pretty people. You rent, visit that building, that store. So that sense of constant renewal happens because not because the government said, let's build more new buildings, not because everyone said the planet's going to burn down if we don't build more buildings. They're saying, I'm going to build a new building because I can make money doing it. And my investors are going to make money doing it. That's what we're talking about for clean energy. Mm. So how much money does it take is the wrong question. How much, how much uh, money, how, how much, how big are the investments where almost everybody can make money? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the other side. This is, this is not a supply uh, constrained industry. This is the, this is, I'm uh, sorry. It's not a demand constrained industry. It's a supply constrained industry. Mm-hmm. And the question is how can we build enough solar panels and, and, and manufacturing of wind turbines and find land and all those things fast enough. And that was the other thing that I got stuck on because I knew the economics of solar and wind were just simply better. They're, they're not apples to apples with a coal plant or a natural gas plant, but they generally speaking, they're a better deal. 
and getting better every year because they're going down in price at a crazy fast rate. Mm. But the problem is connecting them into the grid and finding all the land. And so this is where your people get stuck. And this is where the politicians get involved. And depending mm-hmm. what side of the aisle they're on, mm-hmm. they're like, oh my God, we're all going to die if we don't do this. And the other people, the other side says something like, you know, well, this isn't a problem. And by the way, we don't like the government doing all this stuff. And so they get into this ridiculous battle. But you know, there's something that every politician agrees on, whether they're on the whatever, whatever aisle they're on, whatever their stripe mm-hmm. is, what every, virtually everybody everywhere agrees on, which is that, you know, I'd like to put solar on my roof because my electric bills are going to go down. And if there's mm-hmm. these increasing outages I'm reading about around the world and floods and hurricanes, you know, my house is going to stay powered. My kids can, you know, have the refrigerator is going to keep our food intact. And if I have medical equipment, I have a remote job, I got to use a computer. It's going to keep running. And by the way, I'm going to save money doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there is no political divide on that. Everybody wants, every politician wants their constituents to save money, uh, to have individual choice, uh, to have resiliency, have stronger communities. And that's the crazy thing. That that's really what my this book, Freeing Energy, is about. That's why I call it freeing energy. Mm-hmm. Because the energy system has been trapped by giant corporations and governments. It's been it's, it's all about economies of scale. Let's build a billion dollar nuclear plant. Let's build a two billion dollar petroleum refining plant. And this is good. I mean, we have a great society because of all these great inventions and mm-hmm. all these great investments, but but in no nowhere in there does that put more money in uh, you know, people's po- pockets, right? It's uh, electricity bills mm-hmm. are going up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, resiliency is getting worse. You know, grids going down more often. So there's this new thing called what I call in the book local energy. Everyone knows what it is. Instead of the giant wind farms we see off the, off the highway, or it's just put it on your roof, put it on your building, put it on your school, put it on your church, on your mall, on your campus, uh, and it's going to save you money. It's going to increase your resiliency. It's going to create local jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. think about like if you put a uh, uh, put solar and batteries in, uh, let's say, in your community, uh, in your high school, you mm-hmm. put it on your high school roof, right? Almost every single time, the people on that roof are in the same community as a high school. So that money, it doesn't go to some a bunch of corporations that are flying people in and often some field 30 miles outside your town, you're never going to meet and they're going to leave and go back and pay taxes somewhere else. The people putting that rooftop solar on your high school, on your police station, on your house, they're in your community and their mm-hmm. taxes are going to pay for your school and your police department and your fire department. And so I, I'm probably going in more than anybody cares and getting into the social side and I'm a capitalist. But the reason this is so, the reason I make this point to you is that this is why politicians are slowly realizing that this isn't this political battle they're having over big solar, big wind, mm-hmm. big nuclear, big fossil fuels. This is everybody loves this. Every voter loves this, and that's why. And 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 honestly, Mike, no one's talking about this. That's why I decided to take my pretty good tech career. You know, I built companies, exited companies, could yeah. have lots of opportunities, and I decided to write a book. I don't want to write a book, but this stuff is huge. It's a great opportunity. No one gets it. And so I said, you know, I'm going to take the time to write a book and get the story out there. That's why I was excited and flattered to be part of your show, because I just want to get this message. I got no horse in this race other than let's make a better future for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you advocate more towards, it seems like more of the local. Yes. Instead of, you know, the big uranium, the big nuclear, you know, that can Correct. solve a lot of the, the issues, but it doesn't solve and you know what's great is depending on what side of the aisle you can also say hey you can i can get talked into it because if something happens to grid i can actually go off the grid yes you know if something because you know a lot of people are saying look it's not going to be another 
attacked by an airplane. It's not going to be, the, you know, all these different things. It'll, it, it would make more sense. Well, you know, someone could attack our grid. What happens if, if the grid goes down for a day, a week? Yeah. The consequences know? are pretty bad. You yeah. know, uh, I think, uh, what is it? Uh, 300 people died in Texas last mm. year just because the winter was so bad and the grid went down. Mm-hmm. But the, the, you know, the funny thing about these like nuclear, a lot of people are fans of nuclear. I think mm-hmm. I listen, I don't have a horse in the race with nuclear mm-hmm. either way, but let me just give you a simple metaphor. So, Hey, let's build lots of nuclear because we can power lots of people at once. Mm-hmm. So let's reduce that to a simple metaphor. Let's say we want to make a living for ten, a housing for 10 people, 10 families, okay. right? So we could build one. And, and if the numbers were the same, I could build a giant home with a room for 10 families to live in it. Uh, and it would cost me a thousand dollars and that's nuclear. And so it's going to cost me basically a hundred dollars for each one of those families. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This local energy stuff is like, well, I could also make a home for each of those family for $20 each. Mm-hmm. So people are just enamored with this idea of building these giant nuclear, mm-hmm. giant natural gas plants, uh, giant grids. Uh, and, and they say, well, look at all the people I can do. But if you do this simple math and this, this mm-hmm. there's, this math is available anywhere. You Google it. You're going to find no one disputing what I'm telling you, that if you build a giant nuclear plant, it's going to cost each person using that electricity five times more money than if we build a solar plant. Yeah, that's very interesting. It's, you know, I'm, and, and I'm glad you're explaining these things because here's the thing. People only know based on what media they listen to. Yeah. You know, and that's how they gain these insights and these gain these, these opinions. Uh, let's get back to what we love is being an entrepreneur. Um, how can cool. you even get started as a climate tech entrepreneur? Well, I tell you, there's, this is the time. 2022 was the birth of when it became a great time to jump into this industry. I like to tell people, you know, I, I'm old enough to have been around when the uh, internet came out in the late mm-hmm. 90s. And uh, this feels the same to me. You know, if you could go back to your friends in the late 90s and say, there's this thing called the internet. Uh, you know, maybe you want to find a company like social networks, maybe, or this, you know, sort of uh, routers, you could do something in that. And they're like, I don't know what that is. It's new. And this is the same time in history for clean tech. And uh, so the good news is if you want to go be a part of a company that puts solar on roofs or builds big solar plants or whatever, that there's plenty of those opportunities everywhere. But when I think about people like me and a lot of your listeners, I'm a nerd. I want to, I want to, do stuff with computers and, and, and build software. And so that's where it's really getting interesting now. And so in, in freeing energy, I, I, in the last two chapters, I listed out 50 and I'll give you some examples, 50 different industries that are going to be emerging or are emerging now, each of which is going to be multiple billions of dollars of revenue per year. So, uh, cause I wanted to get the point across. It's not like just two or three things. There's dozens and dozens of things, all of which are massive markets, none of which exist today. So just like a simple example, one of my favorites, uh, I need to, uh, uh, right now when we're putting solar on the roof, uh, you know, I, ha- I have a roof, someone put my roof up, mm-hmm. then I uh, say, I want solar. So I, I, I hire a team, they go on my roof, they put holes in my roof, then they put solar panels up on my roof, right? Uh, and then, and say my roof is getting old, I need to replace it every 15 years. I'm going to hire a team to go up there, replace all my shingles. Then I'm going to hire another team to go up and put the uh, panels on my roof. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Tesla is an example of a company selling solar shingles. Mm-hmm. Why put panels? Just make your roof solar, right? It's make wonderful. your walls solar, make your driveway solar, make your windows solar. So you're going to have to have windows. You're going to have to have, but the roof's the easy one. It's, it's mm-hmm. totally cheaper, totally easier. Instead of just putting up, 
solar panels on top of your existing roof. Uh, just make your roof a solar, mm-hmm. make the shingles solar powered. And so you'd think that this is like, well, how easy, how hard that could that be? It turns out Tesla is now in their, I think on their fourth iteration of this, it's really hard to do right. Uh, and by the way, it's not just this mechanical science, chemistry, you know, fancy physics with solar. It's actually like, how do you design a system of wiring? This is a classic problem that software people can solve. Mm-hmm. How do I create this very intricate wiring and how do I explain it and create diagrams for the electricians who are often not sophisticated technical people or technology people? How do they go up and connect the wires and how do I mm-hmm. how do I design this? Um, how do I schedule it? How do I pitch it? How do I analyze it when it's done? You know, the vast majority of solar plants out there, the mid-sized ones, when they go down, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if your website goes down, you kind of know it, right? Because we have tools, but yeah. those tools don't exist in the solar world, as an example. So we, it's all very basic stuff. And then the you know you go all the way up to the really sexy stuff, uh, like um, uh, peer-to-peer electricity trading. Uh, you know, you, you, it's in, it, it's currently illegal in the United States because the United States is probably behind most of the world when it comes to electricity innovation. Mm-hmm. But you go to Australia, Japan, many places in Europe. Uh, and you know, you, you, you and my are next door neighbors, Mike, and I, I put up a bunch of extra solar and you, you don't, you have too many trees in your yard. You don't want to, um, put solar up or, but you, you have a big basement you're not using. So you're going to put a couple of battery packs down there. What we do is we go on any number of new companies emerging in their platforms, like think eBay, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Etsy. And we go there and I sell you, you know what, Mike, I'm going to sell you, I'm, I'm not using all the solar. So I'm going to sell you some extra solar. And you're like, well, listen, I could trade. We could do an Ethereum uh, mm-hmm. trade, a contract trade. We could do any number. We could, any way we could do this. There's going to be 50 companies going to you and me as neighbors saying, how do we, uh, one plus one equals three. How do we save money, increase our resiliency without having to do the entire thing ourselves? So the creating marketplaces like that, and, and we're talking $6 trillion a year spent on energy, spent on energy, $6 trillion a year spent on energy. So if you look at all the money spent on IT and trading Pez dispensers on eBay, this is a trivial amount of money. Trading energy, massive. Individuals trading energy, I mean, think think eBay meets Exxon. Mm. Now, how sounds wonderful, but then the utilities companies are going to say, oh, wait, wait a minute, you know, what's in it for me? I mean, it's hard enough. I'm, I'm in Arizona. We're not even allowed to sell back the the energy that we store right okay where california you can and other states you can if i put solar on top of like uh an rv storage park this is a huge amount of roof space Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense because i can't sell it back to the grid i can't bring it back so it's how when do you think or do you think that the states or they'll, they'll get it and say hey look you know, does it take just, well, what's in it for me before everyone realizes that? Because it's now, it seems like a lot of the utilities are saying, yeah, you put solar on, but then we're going to charge you for having that, for, yeah. you know, for even trying to save. Then now it's not even a savings anymore. Or, so or let me tell you a story. Let me tell you two stories. You know, there was an invention that a group of people out of Silicon Valley came up with a tech solution to something a couple of years ago. And uh, it was revolutionary, but no one got it and it mm-hmm. didn't appreciate it. And it actually took on an, a regulated monopoly industry that didn't want this to happen. Mm-hmm. And so this monopoly industry, just like the electricity industry currently, is like, I don't want this to happen. They're saying, we're going to get in the way. We're going to use our political power to stop these things from happening. But what happened was that it turns out 
everybody wanted Uber. Yeah. And and the taxi companies who are monopoly, a granted state granted monopoly, they're like, we don't want this. And they went to the state and they knew the state legislators. They'd been there, they all friends for decades, right? They're like, stop this. And they did at first. Mm-hmm. But what happened was people said, wait a minute, Uber's cheaper, it's better. Cleaner. It's cleaner. You know, I want Uber. And the legislators for a while said, No, 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 we're not going to do it. You know, it's bad. Mm. But what happened? Almost every single place when enough people gave a crap. Mm. Uh, the, the the regulators, well, we're not here for large taxi companies. We're not here for large utilities. We're here for citizens and voters. And if, you t- and if the regulators don't get it, the politicians sure as heck will. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, uh, as I like to joke, there's there's a lot of division in America about how we should run the country and things like that. And we could have a great debate on it, I'm sure. But I'll tell you, there's one thing that's universal to Americans. Uh, there is There is no American you can go to and say, you know what, Mr. or Mrs. American, I would like you to pay substantially more for this essential product that you use uh, because I want to make sure that this large unnamed company you've never heard of remains very profitable. Mm-hmm. You just can't do that to Americans. Uh, it doesn't matter, Democrats, Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what happens in, is uh, most Americans, you happen to be aware of this, the fact that you could probably be saving more money with solar if your government supported it in Arizona. Uh, but um, uh, you know, your government's listening. There's not enough of you saying that. But let me tell you a second story about where that did happen. Um, you know, there's a little state uh, just south of me here in Georgia. They call it Florida, I think. <laughs> and the Florida utilities, uh, you know, and it, util- I, I talk to utility people all the time. They're, they're really good people. They're trying to do what we ask them to do. It's old laws and a bunch of stuff that makes everyone confused about what we should be doing. And so the, the utilities convinced the Florida legislator to pass a law that would make solar, just like happened to you in Arizona, make it pretty much un- uneconomic. Yeah. And uh, the legislator passed along party lines. You know, no one voted the other way, mm-hmm. and uh, and so of course, you know, the governor of Florida is famously conservative, and of course, he was going to go with his legislator. You know what he did? He vetoed it. Mm-hmm. Florida, Ron DeSantis vetoed uh, local energy uh, uh, would have shut down local energy. And when asked why he did it, uh, he said, "Listen, eighty-five percent of Floridians love having solar on their roof. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what party they're in." And so that was a shot heard around the world for politicians. You know, this is local energy. Yeah. Local energy is no longer politically divided. Mm-hmm. When Ron DeSantis says, I'm all for local energy. I'm, you know, my, uh, my state's pretty, pretty good to work with. Your state has been and isn't. We'll go mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ron DeSantis is sort of setting among the people that pay a lot of attention to what he does. He's setting the trends. So I think in the next couple of years, uh, it's going to be profitable to do it everywhere for us. Yeah, and, and that's fantastic. I'm so glad that people, it's like, nope, I'm conservative. I can't do this. I can't behind it, get behind it because my voting base. But if, if you listen to the people, it doesn't matter who you are or what side you're at on, uh, we do want clean energy and and a, a reduction in costs. You know, Absolutely. You know, so, you know, we've got a, a, just a few more minutes. You know, let's talk a little bit more about your book. Um, where can people find your book? It's called Freeing Energy. Uh, the book is available pretty much anywhere. Uh, I was, we went through a lot of trouble. So we got the hardcover, we got the soft cover, we got the Kindle, we got the uh, the ebook from iCobo. And then uh, we also, for people like me that like audiobooks, I hired a great uh, audio uh, narrator, and it's a, he's got a great voice, and he uh, he does the audiobook, so you can get any of that uh, pretty much anywhere you get books. Uh, a lot of people like to buy from small bookstores. You can get them there. Yeah. 
Uh, they may not have it in stock. You have to ask for it, but they'll get it for you. Mm-hmm. And listen, if there's somebody that wants this book and um, and can't afford it, you know, it's $10. If they can't afford it, just maybe they can't. They want it for the library. Just they reach out to you. Send me an email, Mike, and I'll send you some free uh, PDF copies with their name on it. So uh, I, I'm not, this is not about selling my book. I just want to get the message out there. Uh, and so uh, there's a website called freeingenergy.com. Mm-hmm. People think it's free energy, which kind of is going to happen, but it's freeing energy. It's the active voice of freeing energy. And if they want to, if they, if they found listening to me, poor folks, if they think listening to me is interesting, I actually have a podcast. It was recently ranked the number one renewable energy podcast, also called freeing energy. So pretty straightforward uh, on Apple podcasts and, and Spotify and everywhere else. So uh, what we're really trying to do, and uh, that's why I was so excited to talk to you, man, because this is aimed 100% at tech entrepreneurs. Uh, hey, I want to. I, I not only do I want to make a lot of money, and you know, maybe crypto isn't as hot as I thought it was. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to do something that's actually going to really help the environment. Crypto hurts the environment. Uh, this is that's who I wrote it for. So um, uh, that's really the story. If any folks uh, get a chance to read the book, I'd love to hear what they think, and and uh, love to have them if they like it to pass it along to their friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I really appreciate it, Bill. And I think every one of us can can agree now. It's like, look. Get with the times. Get with what is happening. It doesn't hurt, you know. And I'm talking about you know one Saturday the other. Doesn't hurt trying to free your energy, you know. Whether it's the solar panels, you know, and I know the batteries will get better. Uh, yeah. Some of the, uh, you know, depending on the house and things like that. Well, how much storage is there? You know, and you know, mm-hmm. is that going to get better? It's like, well, yeah, if the, if the grid goes down or a storm knocks it out, I've got a day. Yep. Yeah. You know? If you buy a Ford one, I'm going to, I'm lined up to get a Ford 150 lightning. Yeah. Right. I mean, that thing's fantastic. Right. Talking about crossing the political divide. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I love, I love the Ford. I have a Ford 150, an old kind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really want to get uh, this new one because if my power goes out, I just plug it into my house and power my house. There you go. It's I mean, fantastic. This, is, this is the future. This is the it future. Is. Well, you know, I'm signed up to get the Cybertruck if it ever. Yeah, I'm on that one too. I love that thing. Comes out. My wife says, I'm not, you can't park that in my driveway. And I'm like, I love that thing, honey. We're going to have the discussion about it. Yeah. I have, I have the Tesla X now, which I absolutely love. Great car. Great car. uh, But yeah, if the Cybertruck ever comes up, you know, I'm ready. So everybody listen, it's Bill Nussie. His book is freeing F R E E I N G, not just free freeing energy. He also has a podcast named the same. Bill, thank you so much for coming on The Richer Geek, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Thanks for tuning in to The Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast and don't forget to jump over to apple Podcasts, google play stitcher or wherever you get your podcast and hit the subscribe button share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes i appreciate you and thanks for listening